Hello, New Creation Family Church and all the folks listening to the podcast. If you're not familiar with us, we are in Springfield, Missouri. And we would love to meet you. If you're in the area or know someone that is, check us out on um, Facebook, um, New Creation Families Church slash Miller Outreach Ministries. Um, plan a visit. We'd love to meet you. Follow us. Share our podcasts if they bless you. Um, and message us with prayer requests or just, you know, get in touch and say hi and let us know that you're a listener to the podcast. So today, my message is talking about things we all need to do now. That's an interesting title. Yes, it is. <laughs> so you're probably wondering, what in the world is she going to be talking about today? Well, I'm going to tell you in a minute. Just hang with me. So it's things that we as believers need to be doing now. And we can need to continually be doing these things. But if you're not doing any of these things, um, you need to be doing them. And we, you need to be doing them now and not waiting. That goes for each and every one of us. So the first thing that we need to be doing is I want you folks to go to John 15, 5. Your Bible, your device, however you choose to read the word. Okay, so John 15, 5. I'm going to look it up right now for you. Let's see here. All right. Let's see here. 15.5. Okay, I'm going to read that. Okay. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit. Because without me, you can do nothing. See, you ever see um, some Christians and you're wondering, be like, wow, they have so much of God in their lives. We all have God in our lives. We're born again. Jesus in our heart, the Holy Spirit. Well, actually, the Holy Spirit lives in our, in our spirit. Um, you know, that's really the accurate way of saying that. Um, and, and there it seems like they're bearing so much fruit. God's using them. The word is working in their lives. Well, why is that? You know, do you ever wonder why that is? Well, that's the answer to y'all's question right there. It says, whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit because without me, you can do nothing. Now, abiding in him, and I think it was um, the week before last when I ministered that I talked about that some. I don't remember if it was the week before last. I know Pastor Gary ministered last week. might have been the week before that or two weeks back. He's going, he's holding up two fingers to me. So I'm thinking about two weeks ago. And that just means having an active, a life-giving um, relationship with the Lord. And that also means obedience to him. That's what all that word abide entails. It's, it, it, you know, talk about relationship, not religion. You know, having him be an active part of your life. And you, you know, it's pretty much sums it up as making him your Lord and living the word of God. That's pretty much summed it up. That's really what it's talking about. You know, every day and everything to do. Not compartmental. Uh, I can't say that word. I want to say it. not compartmental. How do I say that word? Compartmentalize. Yeah. Say it louder for me. <laughs> Compartmentalize. Yeah, we don't want to compartmentalize. Is that how you say? I don't know why I can't say it. Jesus, he's supposed to be every part of our life. We need to bring him in into every single part of our life because he is our life. He is the very reason for our lives. He is the source of life. And without him, we can do nothing. So some folks, you know, they put him tucked away in one nice little corner of their life, but he wants to be involved in every part of your life, not just in the things that you think are spiritual. 
you know, you're, you're married, your family, your sex life. Yeah, I said that. If you're married, if you're not married, you need to repent and get right. <laughs> I'm serious. Because that sin, the Bible says and um, that the marriage bed is undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. It'll destroy your life. It'll destroy your spiritual life. It'll ruin your life. But there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, so walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And man, I just see everybody quoting that left and right, but they leave the last part off. It says, to those who don't walk according to flesh, but according to the spirit. See, we're required to walk according to the spirit. And if you messed up and you're struggling, you need to choose to repent. There's choices you can make. If you're struggling here, you don't put yourself in situations you don't make no provision for the flesh, the Bible says. And I wasn't even going off on this, but let's go ahead. Don't shout me down now because I'm preaching real good, as Brother Hagin says. Oh, no, I'll keep saying it. I'm going to keep on preaching it because I'm going to keep on preaching the truth because I love y'all. Because I know that sin is a destroyer. And and when we do things God's way, we always win. When uh, sin, when we, we choose sin, we always lose. Now, how does that go? Sin, let me find it. Let me find how it goes. I'm going to read it to you. So the first thing we need to be doing is abiding in him. And we need to do that now. Things we need to be doing now, that's what we're talking about. Abiding in him is number one. That's the number one thing we need to be doing right now. And I'm going to read to you about sin since we got off on that subject. So I'm going to tell you something. Probably, mostly probably heard this before, but I'm going to read it. Let's see here if I can find it. Uh, let's see. So let's see. Give me a minute to find it so I can quote it properly. Okay. Let's see here. Sin will take you farther than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and cost you more than you want to pay. And it may not seem that way at the moment, but it's deteriorating you and the inside. It's messing up your spiritual life. And those consequences for sin. So he wants us to repent. I'm getting into my next point. Get Pastor Gary, remind me, that's your next point. Yeah, so that just ties in really good. So things we need to be doing now. Abiding in him. Because without him we can be do nothing. We need to have a vital, real life-giving. I don't know if vital is the word. That's necessity. Yeah, I guess it's the right word. I'm getting really tongue-tied and not sure if I'm speaking English today. And I don't know why that is. But anyway, you get my point. We need to have an ongoing relationship with God every day. He's not some dead religion. He wants to be part of our lives every day. And the second point is repent. And I got into that already. Because the Bible says, let's see, where's that scripture? Matthew 4.17, let's go there. Matthew 4.17, let's see here. Here we go. Matthew 4.17. Let's see. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Now, it's really interesting because it says, from that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent. So, in other words, Jesus is still re preaching repentance. His word still talks about repentance. He is the Lord who changes not. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So if he preached repentance then, he's preaching repentance now. That's still relevant. It's always relevant. So, you know, that's still part of the word of God. And it's still what we need to be doing now. 
And we need to be living a lifestyle of repentance. If we miss it, we need to ask God to forgive us. Get back up and choose his way over ours. We all missed the mark, but we should be endeavoring to follow God with the help of the Holy Spirit, making choices that say, I live for him, not just with our lips, but with our lives, because that's true worship. And people, you know, they say, and the word says this, and it's true, that praise and worship are such a powerful weapon against Satan, against attacks of the enemy. And we see that in Second Chronicles 20. Jehoshaphat, and I almost want to sing that Kim Blunt song, Pastor Kim Blunt song from the Gospel Bill show. Whenever I read that scripture, think about that. Um, look it up. Google it. <laughs> uh, what's the name of the, the song? I'm trying to think. Fear Not is the name of the song. I'm going to slip my mind there. But it talks about that and how praise and worship is powerful and it defeats the enemy armies. And it does. But the devil will laugh at us if we think that we can just praise God with our lips and not our lives. We will not be able to use our authority effectively unless we're living a holy life. It just won't work. It won't work. You know, that's why these Christians that half step with God wonder why nothing's working in their lives. Because they need to serve the Lord. They need to make Jesus Lord. You know, I'm going to say it again. I've said it before. God is not your sugar daddy. And I probably shouldn't say it that way. But anyway, he's not. <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> he's pointing my scriptures. So I don't say nothing to get me in trouble here. No, <laughs> no I'm just saying that's where you're headed. Yeah, that's where I'm headed next. Hallelujah. That's where I'm headed next. Yeah. I'm running it all together. I'm preaching it before I get to the next point, but I'm getting to the next point before I'm actually thinking I'm getting there. So we need to abide in him. We need to slow down and spend time with God every day. We need to decide to do that. You know, the time just isn't going to be there in this busy lives that we in these busy lives that we have. We have the purpose in our heart. I'm going to slow down. Put the phone down and slow down and spend time with God. And just choose to do it every day. That has to be a habit. It has to become your lifestyle. That's something we need to do right now and forever while we're on earth. Because we can't do nothing without him. Everything stems from our life uh, with him. From our relationship with him. Everything comes from that. That's like the first thing first, you know. Okay, so let's see. Ephesians 4.24. And I said the second point, another thing we need to do now is repent. Live a lifestyle of repentance. First, if you're in sin, you know you're doing wrong, you need to stop. Jesus said, go and sin no more. You know, he forgives us and loves us. But he just doesn't say, you know, oh, just sin as much as you want. It's okay. I forgive you. I forgive you. Keep doing it. He loves us so much because he knows, and he knows that sin is a destroyer. That's why he doesn't want us to live that way. He's not a killjoy because sin may be pleasurable for the moment, but it's destroying you on the inside. I'm telling you, it is. And the Bible says that the way of the transgressor is hard. Jesus wants to bless you. You know, he died for you. It's time you live for him. You know, Christianity, that's what it's really about. He said, whoever desires to come after me, let him... Um, deny himself take up his cross and follow me it's just not saying a prayer and, and and saying god are you there when i need you and not living for him that's not true christianity if if someone just said here say this prayer after me you're going to heaven they did you a disservice i said they did you a disservice if they didn't explain to you what you're really doing that, that means jesus i served you i repent of my sins i'll live and newness of life by the power of the Holy Spirit. We've got to make decisions to serve him. He's 
a gentleman, the Holy Spirit. He's not going to force us to serve him. We have to decide daily. We have to crucify the flesh daily. And, and that just means choosing his way over ours and yielding to the Holy Spirit. And just like Pastor Gary said, I'm into my next point now. Ephesians 4, 24. Let's see here. We're going to read that. Let me get there. All right. Let's see here. So I'm just real. I just talk from my heart along with the word of God. I'm not fancy. I might not sound real fancy to you. You're real eloquent, but that doesn't matter. I'm so thankful and I'm humble because God uses me anyway. And I'm just all about real life. This is, we all have real lives we live. You know, so Ephesians 4, 24. Let me get there and you all get there. Let's see. 24. Let's get there. I put in the wrong verse. I put 5 instead of 4. Let's try that again. Ephesians 4, 24. And I can't type lately because I keep hitting the wrong things. All right, let's see. There we go. Now we got it. It says, Ephesians 4, 24, put on the new man, and this is a new living translation, created to be like God. On the inside, you were created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And that's because of Jesus, because when you get born again, you are a new creation, the Bible says. The old things have passed away, all things have become new, and you need to start seeing yourself that way. Stop seeing yourself as an old sinner who can't stop this, and this is too hard, and I can't do that. Stop making excuses for your sin and know who you are. The Bible says that sin no longer has a minute over you, but you've got to see yourself that way. You have to see yourself as you are in order to walk in that. And you've got to renew your mind with the Word of God. When those things, when you feel like you have habits and sins and things that have bogged you down, you say, no, in Jesus' name, I repent. I refuse that. I don't choose that. I refuse that. I don't choose that when it comes to sin. That's a good one. I'm going to have to copyright that one. I refuse that. I don't choose that. <laughs> Praise God. That's cool. <laughs> so, you know, you have to choose to put on the new man every day because that's who you really are. But you have to choose to live it out. You have to choose to live on the outside, the new creation you are on the inside. And we have a saying around here, New Creation Family Church. New Creation Family Church. We teach you how to live on the outside, the new creation you are on the inside. We teach you how to do it, but it's up to you to live it. It's up to you to do it, but it won't work unless you're abiding in him. Like I said, that's something we need to be doing now. Abiding him, repent, living a lifestyle of repentance, and putting on the new man, uh, acting like who you really are on the inside. And that takes renewing your mind. That takes getting the word of God in your heart and in your mind. Because Joshua 1.8, let's just go there. Let's just read that. Let's see what that says, okay? We'll read it to you. I know what it says, but I'm going to read it to you. It's a familiar scripture to many, but some of you might not be familiar with it. Joshua 1, 8. Okay, let's see here. Let's see. If I can type right again, like I said. Joshua 1, 8. All right. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that's written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. How do you succeed in life? Be a doer of the word. Be a doer of the word. But you have to meditate on it. That means think about it. See yourself walking in it, speaking it. This is something that we're supposed to do on and off as we go about our day. And that's how we'll be success. That's how the word will work in our lives. If the word isn't working in your life, ask yourself, am I meditating on it? Am I being diligent with the word of God? Am I being a doer of the word? Okay? So let's see here where else I want to go. If I want to go anywhere else, let's see here. And another thing we need to be doing, let's go to John 14. This is some of the things, 
some things that we need to be doing now. John chapter 14. All right, let's see here. All right. And the verse on that again, let's see, that was verse 12. I don't think I told you that. John 14, 12. All right. Let's see here. All right. Here it goes. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater works than these because I'm going to the Father. See, we're supposed to be doing the works of Jesus. That's something we're supposed to be doing now. You know, there's people all around us hurting, and we have Christians too afraid to open their mouths because they're too afraid of what people think. They're too afraid to tell people about Jesus. Oh, no, what if they reject me? What if they're mean? You know, don't be afraid to share the love of God because there's somebody hurting, and you may be the only person that would be there to tell them about Jesus. You never know what tomorrow holds for, for the people that you're around and you have to make the most of every opportunity. I even make my own opportunities because so many people are hurting. There's people dying without Jesus every day. And we need to do our part to lead them to him. You know, so here's the things that we should be doing now. And I know I go back over everything a lot, but I want you to get it. That's why I, why I do that. I don't believe in making preaching complicated. I want you to be able to grasp it, remember it, and do it. That's why I go back over it. So things we should be doing now, things we need to be doing now, abiding in him, living a lifestyle of repentance, putting on the new man, acting like who we are. That's who it is. That's who you really are. Just, just behave like who you are and do the works of Jesus. We have the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. The Bible says we have power to be a witness. Is that Acts 1-8? So. Let's read that. And I'll get ready to close soon, but... Let's see here. Acts 1.8. Let's go just read it. Okay. And we're supposed to be a witness with our lives and our words. You know, the Bible says, how can they hear without a preacher? You know, I've heard people say, you know, that just live the Christian life before them. But really, of course we're supposed to be doing that. That goes without saying. We're Christians. Christ-like. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Living so that way people see a difference in us. But we need to use our words too and lead people to the Lord and just tell them what Jesus has done for you and lead them in a prayer. Say, hey, Jesus has done so much for me. You can become a child of God and explain to them what that's all about. You know, the devil wants to make it so complicated, but you do need to use your words too. Because the Bible says, like I said, how can they hear without a preacher? We need to be preaching with our lives and with our lips. So these are things that we need to be doing now, okay? So I said I was going to read Acts 1-8. Let's see. We have the power to be witness, so don't think that you can't do it. There's really no excuse. If the Bible says you have the power to be it, then you can do it. <laughs> so just do it. <laughs> That's a, something sounds familiar. I think I've heard that somewhere. <laughs> so Acts 1-8. I'm going to read that to you all. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea, Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. See? We have the power to be a witness. So, Father, I just thank you for the precious people listening to the podcast and the precious people here. Father, just minister to their hearts and show them, us included, where we can do better in these things, where we need to increase. 
In Jesus' name, Father, help them to remember this and bring to mind what they need to do to carry this out as they go about their week. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Do we have thoughts?